Would you like to join us in worship? Join us singing, please. I'm Cheryl Broom, and I am the pastor here at Helotus Hills United Methodist Church, and I'm so glad you're in worship with us today. It is going to be a great day in worship where we follow the travels of the wise guys. I mean the wise men. The wise men who traveled afar, following their yearning, their longing in their heart to find what was under the star. So I hope you find something precious today, too, that you're with us. Now I'm going to introduce J.B. Briggs, who will bring to us some announcements. All right. My name is J.B. Briggs. I've been a member here for a number of years. What I love about this particular United Methodist Church is the availability of participation. You're welcome to participate as much as you want every Sunday and each time we get together. You will find in your pews in front of you some blue cards and some yellow cards. If you're a first-time guest, please let us know by filling out the blue card, and you can put that in the uh, offering place that comes around, or you can put it in the uh, box outside the North X there. And if you have the other cards, the yellow ones, those are for prayer requests, so just please, if you have any prayer requests at all, just write those out, and 
we'll take care of those for you. We're a praying church, and we want to pray for you. Some of the things going on here at our church. On Tuesday the 17th, we have our administrative board meeting. That's at 6.30. It's in the other building over here, the park building, and uh, you're welcome to attend if you'd like to. The community dinner is on the 26th of January at 6 p.m. That's also in the park building over here. Uh, please sign up in the Narthex. Uh, what you think you might be bringing, salad, side dish, main dish, dessert. Uh, last time we had one of these, it was like everybody brought fried chicken. So <laughs> hopefully we'll get that spread out a bit more and do a little better on our menu. Just, just sign up and let us know what you're bringing so everybody knows what you're bringing. Now, from Roy Allen, we'd like to give us some words about the Just for Guys. Good morning. Just for Guys will meet the 19th, 6 o'clock. Bring whatever you want to burn. We'll, we'll provide the fire. We'll also provide salad and dessert and water and stuff like that. So all you have to do is bring whatever you're going to cook. We don't cook it. You cook it. Okay? <laughs> Big understanding there. So it's... All the guys, any, anybody, there's just fellowship. Uh, some of the guys bring some of their children. Uh, I've brought my son and grandkids and stuff like that. So it's open to anybody just for the fellowship. So please come and join us. Thank you. So Jessie is out sick, and she asked me to tell you a little bit about what the children did over Christmas they made and gave away over 125 ornaments, the children's ornaments. These went to three different care centers here in Helotus, and they delivered on the week of the 26th to Honey's House in Helotus, Avalon Memory Care, and Seasons Alzheimer's Care Unit. They were able to mail out ornaments and well wishes from our church family to 17 members of our congregation who have difficulty getting to worship and attending worship on a regular basis. We are so proud of the children's ministry and what they did to support um, people of this church. So when you see Jesse or any little kid or big kid in our uh, church, please tell them thank you for reaching out and being the hands of Christ. Thank you, children. The light of Christ. When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. This light is a reminder to stay present to the Lord as he is present with us. Let us welcome the light of Christ as we stand in body or spirit. Our scripture reading this morning is from Isaiah 60, 1 through 6. Here we go. Arise, shine for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For darkness shall cover the earth, and thick darkness the peoples. But the Lord will rise upon you, his glory will appear over you. Nations shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your dawn. Lift up your eyes and look around. They all gather together, they come to you. 
Your sons shall come from far away, and your daughters shall be carried in their nurses' arms. Then you shall see and be radiant. Your heart shall thrill and rejoice, because the abundance of the sea shall be brought to you. The wealth of the nations shall come to you. A multitude of camels shall cover you, the young camels of Midian and Epheth. All those from Sheba shall come. They shall bring gold and frankincense and shall proclaim the praise of the Lord. The word of the God for the people of God. Please join me in prayer. Almighty God, today we seek your light and grace as we come out of darkness and into the light of Christ. Fill us, O God, with your radiant light as we rejoice in your power and might. Open our hearts wide to receive and give your love and your light as we proclaim the praise of the Lord. This we pray in the name of Jesus, the Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. Amen. Do you want to sit down? Okay, you can stand if you want. I'm so glad you're here this morning because we're going to talk about the wise man's visit to see the baby Jesus. You know all about that. You did that story, remember? couple weeks ago and you came in and you were an angel right and you were an angel you were the star oh my gosh here was the star of the show and I'm glad you're here today because I want to know see you even got a hand for that do you know the difference you know these questions because you heard them earlier between being wise and between being smart what do you think when you're smart have book knowledge. When you're wise, you have experience. She's listening to her mom. I'm so glad to hear that. And you make good choices when you're wise. And when you're smart, you know how to make good choices. And that's what we're going to talk about. When you go off to Spark Worship today, you're going to learn more about the wise men and their visit to see the baby. But mostly you're going to learn as you grow up how to make good choices. So, where do we look to learn about new choices, good choices, wise choices? The Bible. See, she knows all the answers. I'm going to go sit down and let you preach, okay? Or sometimes Google, she said. (laughs) Or sometimes. You're very wise and smart. Anyway, at Spark Worship today, you're going to learn words from the Bible about why they visited baby Jesus and what we can learn because it all starts with our heart and and long to meet baby Jesus. So I want you to have a really good time in worship. We'll miss you. Wish we could go with you. But let's say a word of prayer before you go to worship, okay? Sometimes you hold your hands and some people look up and some people look down. Do whatever's most comfortable for you. Dear Lord. Dear Lord. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for helping us make wise choices. Thank you for helping us make wise choices. As we follow your star. As we follow your star. We thank you and praise you. Thank you and praise you. In the name of baby Jesus. In the name of baby Jesus. Amen. Amen. Okay. Follow Jenny and she'll take you to worship. Any children who'd like to go to worship together, if they'll go with Jenny and they have a worship service called spark worship where they will have all kinds of fun and just like we will
let's do our prayer time together. Usually when we do prayers, the habit of this congregation is to pass the microphone around and you'll give your name and what your prayer request is. And we will, if it's a praise, we'll say, Lord, hear our praise. If it's a prayer, we'll say, Lord, hear our prayer. And I'll be recording those and we'll pray for you when we meet here Monday night in our prayer group. And you're welcome to join us. Or when we put it on Facebook in a confidential manner so that your confidence is protected. If you have a prayer request, Eric is ready with the microphone to run up to you. No. Will you power walk at least? Something. Yeah, something like that. And he's going to give you the microphone so you can share with us your prayer request. Then we'll have a moment of silence and we'll close our prayer time together. If you have a prayer, please raise your hand that we might add you to our prayer list. Today, January the 8th, is, uh, would have been my husband's 77th birthday. He's been deceased two years, and um, I just want him to rest in peace. We also found out that the man that worked with us for 20 years auditing the books for the American Wellness Society passed away the same way Kenneth did. And so I'm asking prayers, and I want to thank Debbie Ferguson for the beautiful flowers, and they're going to be given to uh, a member of the church who's going to take them to the nursing home. Okay, so we are praying for your husband's birthday, Ken, and your friend who passed away. Did you name him, Michael, and the beautiful flowers? Lord, hear our prayers. A praise to the Lord because I have the opportunity to sit here with my mother and worship at this church. And I also want to um, ask for your prayers. You know, one of our friends, my mom's friend, uh, Eva, who's also a member of the church, has been in the hospital for going on two weeks now. Uh, so just pray for her. Lord, hear our prayers. A praise and a prayer. Uh, praise for a great holiday with my niece uh, and her husband and little boy. It was uh, an exciting time for my sister um, and for myself. And also prayer for myself. Uh, I'm seeing my heart doctor Wednesday, and my left leg has been swelling. I just want to see what's going on there. So we have a praise first. So, Lord, hear our praise and a prayer for you for your doctor's appointment. Lord, hear our prayers. Okay, I'd like to ask for prayers for myself. Um, I had my second scan, and whatever was there on the first one is still there. So Tuesday, I'll go to a pulmonologist to give him my medical history, and then the following Tuesday, tentatively a biopsy. So I ask for prayers that everything goes good, and I actually just like for me to just keep it into perspective, okay? Because I, I, like I, I'm not a good waiter. I, I know that sounds bad, but it's, it's honest. So prayers for me. Thank you. Lord. Hear our prayers. Good morning. Um, I'd like to ask for prayers for Marlis. She's a friend, and she fell yesterday, and she broke or fractured her C2 on her neck, and she's having surgery today. Um, also, a praise just for this wonderful church and all the people that come to this congregation. I really am grateful for all of that. And... Um, just prayers for me and my son and my sister, just for well-being. Thank you. We pray for Patricia's son and sister, 
and we pray for Marlis after a fall, and we'll say, Lord, hear our prayers. And your praise for a wonderful church. Lord, hear our praise. Um, prayers for a neighbor who is facing a lot of her own health care decisions at the same time that her grandmother is just starting treatment for ovarian cancer. She's just so she's under a lot of a lot of strain right now. And also for all those people that were in the path of the storm in California. Lord, hear our prayers. I would like prayers for uh, my first cousin's grandson. His name is Griffin, and he's only six, and he's in a hospital, children's hospital in St. Louis with liver failure. I, I think actually they said there was some improvement yesterday, but just prayers for Griffin. Prayers for Griffin. Uh, Lord, hear our prayers. I would like to uh, ask for some prayers for a gentleman I met yesterday in Kerrville. His name is Oscar. His wife has been going through cancer for the last seven years, and it's taking a serious financial toll on him, along with emotional and physical, um, but definitely more so on his wife. So I'd like to ask prayers for both of them. Lord, hear our prayers. Then let's go before the Lord in the silence of our own heart and prayers, and then we'll end our term together with the prayer of Jesus. Let us pray. Lord Jesus Christ, thou Son of the Most High, Prince of Peace, be born again into our world. Wherever there is war, wherever there is pain, wherever there is loneliness, wherever there is no hope, come, thou long-expected one, with healing in thy wings. Holy Child, whom the shepherds and kings and the dumb beast adored, be born again. Wherever there is boredom, wherever there is fear of failure, wherever there is temptation too strong to resist, wherever there is bitterness of heart, come, thou blessed one, with healing in thy wings. Savior, be born in each of us who raises his face to thy face, not knowing fully who he is or who thou art, knowing only that thy love is beyond his knowing and that no other has the power to make him whole. Come, Lord Jesus, to each who long for thee, even though he has forgotten thy name. Come quickly. As we pray now the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples, saying together, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen.
A reading from Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 through 8. You'll find in your pew Bible on page 877. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed, and all Jerusalem with him. And when he called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me so that I too may go and worship him. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Wise men from the east saw a star appear in the night sky after Jesus was born. These people followed the star until they found him. Listen now to one man's story. Shalom Aleichem. I am a man of logic. I've always been a man of logic. I've made a sensible life for myself by making logical choices and strategic moves. I learned early on that the only thing a man can count on is himself. The world is unsteady, and the only things that can steady it are hard work, correct answers, and good connections. This way of life had worked extremely well for me until, until I saw the star. I saw the thing that made no sense. I tried to make sense of it, believe me. My colleagues and I studied the astrological phenomenon in depth for many days. We deduced that there was a connection with Israel's prophets who spoke of a future king. When we could learn no more, we put away our calculations and we started packing. We packed for a long journey. We had to see where the star led. And thus began our departure from logic. We traveled to Jerusalem to ask the king about the star. But he appeared to have no knowledge of the star's meaning or to whom it may have pointed. Indeed, he asked us many questions and we suspected that he felt threatened by the prophecy, and that validated it for us. Not such a small story then, when a ruling king was frightened. Hmm. Not such a small baby then, 
when he could light up the night sky. We continued our journey with growing excitement. As the star led, we followed. Until that journey, I had never before followed anything except myself. And then, then came the night when suddenly, as the star had first appeared in the night sky, it suddenly stopped. It stopped over a small dwelling in a remote village. We were amazed. We looked at each other with astonishment. It was not logical that we should fall to our knees. It was not sensible that we should bring forth the fine gifts we had carried and to offer them at that humble door until until I saw the child I saw the child then somehow I understood somehow it all made sense a greater sense than me or my small knowing or my small life I repented I worshipped, and I returned home a new man. Matthew chapter 2, verses 11b through 12. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. Having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their own country by another route. This is the word of God for the people of God. It all began with a longing, a yearning, and it started deep within the heart. At first, like a quiet whisper, and then becoming consistent and relentless, like the dripping of water, no longer able to ignore. Each of us have experienced a longing, a yearning, an imagining, a dream. And maybe it happened when we were but children, as we longed to grow up. We longed to move out of our house, to go to that perfect school. We longed to find the perfect career. Or maybe it happened when we longed for true love, a family of our own. See, to be human is to have deep and passionate longings. Yes, you know about longings the yearning to have a better time, the yearning to be healed, the longing for hope, for love. We all know about yearning and longings because it is just that longing and that yearning that has brought us here today. It was when God whispered in your ear your name, saying to you, I have more for you more for you to see, more for you to learn, more for you to experience about me, about my son, about my love for all of humanity. Yes, we all have longings, and it is those longings that have brought us here today, each one of us seeking the King of kings, the Lord of lords. 
And don't you know that God has brought every one of our experiences together, even to this very moment, this morning, this day, for you to know and be known by God. God wants us to long for him because it is in longing that we are fulfilled. We are overwhelmed by God in his reflection found in his son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Billy Graham once said, we are never more fulfilled than when our longing for God is met by God's presence in our lives. Our longing, our yearning has brought us to this very moment that you might find what you have been longing for, yearning for, in a relationship with God through Christ. The Bible we speak of, this Bible is a book of longings. It's a book of yearnings, and it is a book of fulfillment. Barry Lopez is a fiction writer, and he once said, Everything is held together with stories. That is all that is holding us together, stories and compassion. And the Bible is a book of stories and compassion, a roadmap, if you will, leading us home, guiding us to the place where all our needs are met, our desires are found in God through Christ. And in this book, the Bible, we find the story of Jesus' humble birth. And at Christmas, together, we celebrated that the shepherds came and the angels came and the innkeepers and the little drummer boy Right? He's in the book. We learned about the humble beginnings of our Savior Jesus. And the Bible teaches us that through prophets and prophecies and the events that were put in motion many, many years ago, before his birth, prophecies of what he would be and where he would be born and what would happen to him, the dangers that were to follow. Stories about a king who was so afraid that he would do just about anything to destroy this king of kings. They told of a star, a star that would guide the seekers to find the new king, and the long men, the wise men longed to find this child, not even fully understanding their longing, they had to follow the star. Have you ever had a longing like that? That you just had to do what God called you to do. And they arrived that day just on time, right? And they delivered their gifts to this newborn babe. (laughs) Interesting gifts, gifts of gold, gifts of frankincense, gifts of myrrh. Quite odd assortment of gifts, if you would think. The gifts that were mentioned in Isaiah chapter 60, verse 6 that J.B. read, they shall bring gold and frankincense and shall proclaim the praise of God. Now, the primary significance of these gifts lay in their great value, for they were indeed gifts fit for a king. Beyond making it clear that they were great treasures in giving in an act of worship, Scripture doesn't really give us any more news about the symbolic meaning of these gifts. But we know that at the time... These gifts had certain reference. Gold, of course, was given because you gave gold to the king, foreshadowing that this babe would indeed be the king of kings. They offered him gold. Frankincense is also another kind of strange gift, but the gift of frankincense, which comes from the sap of a tree, was dried, it was hardened, 
and used as incense in worship of God. Thus we see in this gift his deity, that Jesus was the Son of God. And then this gift of myrrh. What an odd gift. Myrrh is used as a fragrant perfume, quite often used to anoint the dead, to embalm and preserve them. So this gift, too, foreshadowing that Jesus would be the sacrificial lamb. Now, we don't know if the Magi were conscious of these symbolisms of the gifts or not, but it would appear that God, in God's sovereign plan, used these gifts to show us that Jesus was going to be a great king and what he would do. All these gifts were meant for practical use, but not typically what you'd get at a baby shower. Could you imagine going to a baby shower with these gifts? Did you hear about the arrival of the wise women after the wise men left? Yeah, they delivered fresh diapers, casseroles, and a week worth of formula. I wonder what would you bring to the newborn king? Or even today, when we worship God, we bring gifts, just like the wise men did. And God has given each of us a particular talent and particular treasures that we may present before the king of kings. I wonder what gift you will bring to the king of kings. We start this day as Epiphany. It was really last Thursday. Epiphany uh, actually means the sudden revelation or insight. And with new revelation and new insight comes change. The good news is that as we change, we are changed by God, and this longing that we experience is fulfilled in Christ. And that's how we know the Spirit is at work within us, alive within us, because we are changed. When you came in this building about an hour ago, you are a different person now than when you first came in. When you open your heart and your mind and your life to Christ and offer your own gifts to him, you are changed. You will never be the same. We can never go back to how we were before. We are emboldened now. We are encouraged to move forward in God's grace and love. In the Epiphany story, the wise men were warned in a dream to return home another way. And after that experience and that dream, how could they not? Because they were changed. Even if they had taken the same route, it wouldn't have mattered because they were not the same people anymore. They were changed by the journey. They were changed by their dreams. They were changed by the longings. And they were changed by coming face to face with the king of kings. Have you ever heard the saying, you can never go home again? It's been around for a long time. And maybe it's around because we try to return home, but we cannot ever return home. There are two things, two simple problems that block our way home. First, home has changed. You can never go home because home has changed. You remember what partly may be there, but much of it is gone. Not just gone, something else, someone else is in its place. And the second reason you cannot go home is because you have changed. You cannot see your home through the eyes that left home. You can only see a new place from your new self, from your new perspective. 
and for us too. During our epiphany journey, once we have met the risen Christ, we cannot go back home. We cannot go back to the same road in the same place. But have no fear, because no matter where our deepest longings lead us, in our life's journey, we are never alone. God is with us, guiding us, sending us the light of Christ in the form of the Holy Spirit, no matter where your road leads. You are not alone. And to that we always say, thanks be to God. Before you weren't emboldened, before you might have been afraid, but now you have met the risen Christ, and you are not the same as the wise men of old, to follow your longings. Be bold. Go where God is calling your heart to go and take Christ with you because we live in a dark world that needs the light of Jesus Christ. And if you can't share them with your neighbors and friends and others, then who will? You've been changed, brothers and sisters, and you have been given a journey a new epiphany by God. And I pray that you will be faithful as you carry the light of Christ with you, never fearful, never afraid of the journey, but excited to see where God leads us next. Into that, I truly do say thanks be to God. Amen? Amen. Amen. Time for giving. Your gifts help to provide a place to gather and worship Jesus, to hear his call and to respond to, to his service and respond in service for the world. The reason I give is because I have the opportunity. God has blessed me with the ability to give and gives me the gifts to give. I, I can't help but give. I hope that you find it in your heart to also give. Join me in prayer, please. Loving God, you continue to provide for our every need. It is with glad and generous hearts we present our gifts, our tithes, and offerings to you, not counting the cost, but counting our blessings. Thank you for the opportunity to demonstrate our faith in you by unselfishly sharing your bounty with others. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. We please stand and body your spirit as we sing together this song of praise, the doxology. so glad that you came to be in worship with us today and uh, we are a church that follows certain disciplines uh, the discipline of giving of, of singing of serving and um, as we do that if you're not a member of this church and you wouldn't like to join as a fellow member then come up during the singing of our final hymn in the meantime however we say together what our mission statement is so that we might be reminded once more what our call is to do to go out into the world will you say it with me please 
The mission of Lotus Hills United Methodist Church is to make new disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. What an amazing time we've had in this Epiphany worship. I hope that you have embraced the change. Know that as you leave this place, you leave as a new person. Leave by a different road. Don't continue the life that you were leading before. Lead a new life in Christ. Lead a new life and trust the road ahead, that you'll have plenty of light and you'll know exactly how to get there. Go forth with this blessing. May the Lord Jesus Christ watch over you and guide you and allow you to find that perfect light. Amen.